Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go to party like you don't care. Hey, 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 welcome to the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. My name is Chase. And I am Chase. We are glad to have you guys back here for this, uh, what should be a great episode of the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. Um, We have some great topics to talk about tonight, as always, but we're going to talk about um, the essential stores within the coronavirus pandemic, uh, social distancing measures and how crazy that is right now, and maybe some stores that um, shouldn't be, maybe we think, open right now or should be, I don't know. We're going to talk about the critically acclaimed Tiger King. We have some experts here for that tonight. And we're also going to talk about um, investing in stocks during this um, pandemic. So should be a great episode tonight, Chase. I'm looking forward to getting here with some awesome guests. Oh, yes, we've got some great guests. But before we get to them, I just want to remind everybody, if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at HYB Podcast and on Twitter at the HYB Pod. And you can follow me and Chase individually, me on both Instagram and Twitter at ChasePark's24. And I am Chase Cross98 on all of those. And with that, we will get straight into introducing our um, wonderful guest tonight. First, we have uh, the lovely Kenzie Morris. Uh, Kenzie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Chase and CP. How are y'all? Oh, we're fantastic. Thank you for asking. We're good. We have a, she's going to be our resident um, Tiger King expert. That's actually all she knows about right now. So um, should be uh, some great feedback there. And I think she's going to tell you about the whole series on here. So you're going to get all the spoiler alerts and nothing is going to be good after she's done with that. We also have um, the mailman uh, turned um, app state professor turned, I don't really turn professional gambler. Uh, professor Adams, you're there for us tonight, buddy. Yes, I'm here. I am fat and full and ready to roll. That's a great line. I love that. He's also my uncle, for those of you that don't know. My favorite uncle, hence he's my only uncle, but favorite uncle. But uh, we're glad to have him on the show tonight. And also, backed by popular, popular, popular demand, we have the uh, doctor, Reverend uh, Matthew Lance, trying to build him up a little bit there. We get something good from him here. Matt, how you doing tonight, bud? Howdy, howdy. How are we? we've uh everybody that's listened to this show has uh said something to me about you know this matthew guy or this guy they don't even know you and they're like this matthew guy you gotta have him on the show more nathaniel was one of those he was like listen y'all are 10 times better when you get matthew on here well i'm not that great but i appreciate it well matthew somebody does share your uh opinion on that jason asked us last week uh when we were going to get you off and get connor on so uh, uh, sorry, Jason. He's back, but right. Jason, um, I have to go and follow you on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just Matt, like any uh, any popular person, you got to unfollow and block them. Matt, right. Matt's blocking all the haters out like he normally does, so he's got his own. Uh, right. Where's my spoon? He's, he's got his little wallet. But guys, as we always do here, when we have multiple guests on for a show, we play a game to get it started out. So we're going to start out tonight with um, we had a great response from this last time. The big money celebrity birthday game and uh, just a little overview how this works our guests know but for all of our listeners if you didn't listen to our last podcast basically we have four celebrities here 
our three guests are going to guess their ages and whoever's closest has the lowest score and at the end whoever the lowest is going to be the winner of the game so with that we're going to go straight into this game um and our first celebrity this evening is the we're almost at the one year anniversary of his 14th major win the probably the greatest golfer I would say ever. Matthew would probably attest to this. Uh, Tiger Woods. In your life have you seen anything like that? So, Matthew, I'm going to start with you. Matthew, how old do you think Tiger Woods is? Um, you know, this is going to make me look really bad, but I, I do not know the answer to this. So, um, uh, I watch him quite a bit, and I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. So, i got to go with... Oh gosh, he's older. Let's go with like, um, I gotta say like 55. Oh good lord, Matt. (laughs) I didn't know, I'm sorry. Wow, okay, well you're uh, starting out rough, but anyway, um, Kenzie, I'm gonna come with you with the second year up here. Okay. Um, Reaction, I'm not not really like a big golf fan, but obviously I, I know who Tiger Woods is. So, I'm gonna guess 42. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Kenzie's starting out strong. All right, Nathaniel, what you got? I like the doctor's guess because he is a doctor ever. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, Tiger's around my age, I believe. So, I'm say between 43 and 45. So I'm gonna go 44. <laughs> okay. Tiger Woods turns 44, or is 44, with his birthday on December 30th. Oh. Matthew with a score of 11, the and in last place, Kenzie with two, and Nathaniel in the lead with a score of zero right now. 44? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's had a rough couple of years, so I, 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 I understand. It's okay. He, he looks older to me for some reason. Last year, Matthew, so. Yeah. And he just went through that whole sex scandal and uh, oh, therapy cool. and surgeries and he, he's been through a lot the past few years so you know gotta, gotta give him a break on the looks yeah all his women's uh, made him age pretty good yeah. women's. you know i do have something to say <laughs> so my mom told me one time that she thought about naming me tiger when i was a baby <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wow. I had to say that. <laughs> As a girl. As, yeah. The Tiger Queen. Tiger King. Tiger Queen. That's me. Wow. You know, that's quite fitting, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I got nothing I else. I wish you would have done it. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. I don't even know. I think, I think we need to have a word with Rhonda sometime. I mean, <laughs> yes, uh, I All right, so Chase, what's our, uh, who's our next celebrity here for tonight? All right, so this next one, uh, Nathaniel, I'll be pretty surprised if you don't get it. But this next one is another, none other than the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. How old is Ric Flair? We'll start with Matthew. What do you think? Well, um, kind of, kind of seeing this is this may not go too well tonight. So let's go with. Uh, Let's see, Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Drip, Go Woo. Um, let's see, uh, love that song, by the way. Favorite song. Wonderful. A good song. Um, I won't say the whole thing because I don't want y'all to get uh, hurt, whatever. Um, Just answer the question. Oh, uh, let's go with like uh, 60, I don't know. 
Good lord, Matthew. Okay. I mean, he's got white hair, doesn't he? He's got to be old. Yeah. He's old, but... Yeah. But All right, Kenzie? Well, I was going to say 65, but then... <laughs> I don't know now. So... I'm going to stick with 65. Okay, not a bad guess. Bad guess Nathaniel, yeah. if you don't get this spot on, I won't... Uh, I won't hold it against you, but I will judge you just a little bit. The professor has to say, "Woo!" And that's a pitiful woo, that's, but, that's Rick Flair's woo. But uh, I'm going to say the woo man is seventy. Okay, all right, Daniel. Once again, the closest Rick Flair is seventy-one as of February twenty-fifth, which also happens to be my dad's birthday. Pretty cool coincidence. So, guys, um, right now we're standing. Matthew is in last place with a score of 22. Highest score we've ever had on the show. Uh, Kenzie's in second place with eight, and Nathaniel is at a low, low score of one right now. (laughs) And our next celebrity tonight is um, probably my favorite horror movie because I'm not a big horror movie fan. Actor from The Shining, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, great actor, one of my favorite actors, a great guy. Um, Matthew, what you got for Jack Nicholson? Gosh, well, I guess my, my guesses don't even count anymore, do, do they? You really got them. I've made your comeback. But I'm going to have to push one out on this one. Um, Not a great word choice, but okay. No, you know, I, I didn't think so after I said it. Um, Jack, uh, this is the guy that says, here's Johnny, and then the axe, and yeah. the door, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's pretty old too. I, I gotta go with uh, let's go with like uh, 60. Okay, all right. And, um... <laughs> Sorry for that laugh, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, wow, all right, <laughs> okay. What, what do you think? How old is Jack Nicholson? I really have no idea, like, no idea at all. I'm gonna say. 55. Jack Nicholson must have been 15 years old when The Shining was made. <laughs> <laughs> Shining came out in 1980, folks. 1980. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Nathaniel. Uh, last one. How old is Jack Nicholson? Well, I feel like I let CP down last but not knowing Rick Flair. But uh, I was pretty close, I guess. So, man, I, I thought this. Oh man, this is. Uh, uh, he, he's uh, say he's. I know he's a lot older than what they said. I'm the. I just want to say 83 to 85. So I'm just going to say 84. Wow, Nathaniel oh, coming gosh. here, guys. Jack Nicholson. Well, on April 22nd is where his birthday is April 22nd. He's 82 years old. 82. Kenzie Matthew is in last place with a score of 42. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> at 35. And Nathaniel at three. I don't know why we're even going to play this last one, but maybe somebody will get entirely dumb here and Nathaniel can, I don't know, let's just play it. Chase, go ahead. Oh boy. All right. So this next one, uh, men will probably know all about her. Kenzie, you probably will too. She was on our wall in our dorm for a year. 
Yeah. It is none other than the beautiful, the gorgeous, the love of our lives, Jada. Thunder's <laughs> better half. I'll show you cold and yeah, windy. Like, you want to yeah. see cold? Cold and windy. Now <laughs> yes, what a man. What a lucky man. Kate Upton. Matthew, how old is Kate Upton? Gosh. Um, I was going to say 87. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite that old, is she? Um, I don't know. I feel like she's pretty young, though. I mean, she looks pretty young. She, but um, <laughs> uh, Let's go, go like, uh, you know, let's... Let's go, um, oh God, you know what? It doesn't really matter. 30. Okay, that's respectable. Respectable. Kenzie, what do you think? Okay, I was going to say 32, um, so I'll go with 28. Not a bad guess at all. Yes, respectable guess. All right, Ooh. Professor Adams, how old is the love of our lives, Kate Upton? Or the wind. If you want to give a gift here, say like she's like sixty. <laughs> make yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say like seventy to make the game close. She's like seventy-five, but I know she was found at a Clippers game like ten years ago, I believe. Yeah, they found her in the crowd. That's how she, some guy that you know that does all the photography and seen her in the crowd. I think that's about ten years ago. So she's probably about eight, seventeen, eighteen. So she's probably Kenzie was pretty much on that one. So I'm going to say, she said 28. I'm just going to say 27. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She is 27 years old. So Nathaniel wins with a score of, what, four? So, so in last place, we have Matthew with a score of 45. Probably the worst performance I've ever seen on the show, even on Rock 92 where we oh, listen to. That's okay. Horrible. We all have to lose sometime. Kenzie with a score of 36, and Nathaniel rounding out the top with a score of three. Jack Nicholson really got us on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these no these numbers, wow. I'm I, sad I, I, I didn't know Tiger Woods better. I really am, I hate that about uh, about uh, my guessing skills. Yeah, you you really let us all down. I mean, I don't, I, I, Matthew, you just need to get, Matthew has no pop culture skills whatsoever, and I don't either, but he is awful. He is truly awful. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nathaniel, I guess I maybe tailored this game closer to you. I don't know, but still, this is whew, that was a disaster. <laughs> well, he I, want, I want to know when I get a shirt. You want a shirt? All right, so I guess we'll have to give Nathaniel a shirt. Yeah, in a oh, year from uh, now, when we finally get those made and uh, we're giving them away like 20 free shirts because we promised them on 20 different podcasts, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you one. We'll be. Uh, you guys were putting me up against a professor and a doctor reverend, so... There's old Kenzo over in the I corner. Mean, I, and I'm just old Kenzo, so I hope <laughs> like, that's very fair. Oh, oh goodness. It's okay, okay. You'll, you'll get your redemption one of these days, Kenzie. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. That was a great game, guys. Thank y'all for participating. We were going to take a uh, quick break here on the Hell Yeah Brother podcast, and we'll be right back and go into... Um, some pretty interesting topics with these guys. We're looking forward to that, and we'll be right back. Something that's 
probably plaguing us all. I think we're all, we're, everybody's involved by it. I mean, Chase and I have talked about this multiple, multiple times on the podcast. So I might even open that and ask you guys about that in a minute. But, you know, this coronavirus pandemic, I mean, once again, the reason why our podcast is here, but just multiple things, um, so much you could say about it. That's like what dominates our daily life. And I don't know. I mean, guys, how have you been, you think, impacted the most? I mean, we'll go, we'll go around the table here. I mean, Chase, what do you think the biggest impact or the biggest thing for you? I'd have to say school for sure. Cause yeah. um, ever since, you know, we had spring break, they told us, Oh, you're not going to come back next week. And Oh, classes are going to be indefinite online. And then, Oh, you're not going to graduate yeah. in person, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, definitely school because since I've been home, I've been working with my dad during the days, some days, and then I've been trying to do stuff online, which is just ridiculous. Like, I, yeah. I'm i one of those people, I can't just make myself do work. Like, I have to – I mean, I have to make myself do work. Like, I can't just, like, sit down and do it. Like, it's it's really hard for me to just sit there and do work. Like, I get, I get so distracted so easily. So definitely that because like I've been so lazy. I've been procrastinating like crazy. I've been waiting until the last minute to do stuff, turning stuff in late. I'm I'm a terrible student if you haven't noticed. Um, I'll be lucky to graduate honestly. But yeah, definitely just school. Uh, it's it's just screwed me over so hard with school. Kenzie, what about you? Well, it's been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chase Cross is deleted my number out of his phone by now <laughs> um yeah I miss my friends I've been home in Moorhead City I think the worst part about it was coming home from spring break and I was like okay I'm gonna stay here for like two weeks and then I'm gonna go back to Boone and it's like no you can't go back to Boone and it's just been a lot of change and I don't come home a lot because I live like six hours from app. So I'm just like not really used to being home. <laughs> so yeah. it has been a change. Yeah, and Nathaniel, your perspective, I know it's a lot different from all of ours, but I mean, you know, you, you don't you can talk about the about the more, but I mean like, you know, Ava being out of school, I mean doesn't have school. I mean you can talk about it. I mean just like how has it affected you? First before I say anything is Kenzie, can the since you're from Moorhead, can people go there's boats going out fishing or just people still fishing down there now or can they fish um, yeah so you can, can go out in your boat but you there's certain um like shackleford banks you're not supposed to dock your boat up to land or like anchor your boat and get on the sand at all um and they've closed all of like the local beach accesses so you're not supposed to be on the beach really but I mean, they can't really stop you from going out in your own boat and going fishing and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious about that. But, uh, no, I mean, like my daughter, Ava, she's 11, so she's loving every minute of it. Yeah. She's a homebody <laughs> anyway. And then my wife, the Miss Professor, she's uh, she's kind of uh, stir-crazy right now. They kill, they're about ready to kill each other, I believe. And uh, me – I, I mean, I, I'm still nothing's changed for me. Days, I mean, I'm still going to work every day and delivering the mail. It's just a bigger pain in the butt. And what I miss is eating. I miss going out to restaurants and eating. Yeah. And and then I'm and I'm ready to hit a casino so bad. I don't know what to do. 
So I'm ready. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get on the road in the casino. That's my issues going out to eat and gaming. Yeah, I mean, so I, that's I, my biggest issues. I, I think Kenzie and I had this conversation last week, but I mean, you know, I think it's everything that when this thing started that you took for granted. I mean, just yeah, going out to eat is a perfect example. I mean, you know, you don't. The fact that you can't do that, I mean, you can go pick up food, but just sitting down at a restaurant and having that experience, you know, food being served to you, whatever, or just the, you know, all the stuff that you could do that just is a normal, even we talk about like going to the bar and stuff like that. I mean, all this stuff that you know, was just a, a part of our life that, you know, we say no to, but maybe should have done or like things you should, I mean, it's just, it's a definitely a, you take the whole world and like look at it in perspective. I mean, it's a whole, it changes your perspective on a lot of stuff that you take for granted, I think, when you can do all the time. And that's just crazy. But, Matt, I'm not to rant there, but, Matthew, what's your um, what's your take on that? Um, no, Chase, you're fine. I think it's it's good to rant. I think um, people – I think we need to rant more. Um, yeah. We need to vent, and we need to rant more in this time. I mean, I I sit here in Blowing Rock, and my parents are upstairs doing whatever the heck they're doing. And uh, – <laughs> You know, I sit here and I think to myself, what what in the world is going on? I mean, I, I cannot take this any longer. I am starting to lose my mind. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go jump off my deck because I just I can't take it. I mean, it's just uh, there's nothing to do. I mean, I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, sometimes I just can't take it. You know, uh, it, here's a story. I have been so bored. Okay, so so if you know me, I don't exercise that often, and and I should, but I don't. And I have become so bored that I have now taken up walking in my in my uh, neighborhood, and I walk quite a bit now. And I also lift weights in my own house now. So um, so yeah. So I mean, it's it's a positive thing, but. If you know me, I don't. I don't particularly enjoy doing those things. But you know, whatever. Um, sorry though, but you know, a rant of my own. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> no, you, answered you answered it perfectly. I mean, okay. but no, I kind of said all that to say. I mean, like you know, Nathaniel's a good example as an essential business. But I think what I was kind of going to talk about in this segment, I thought it was funny. Like whenever you know Governor Cooper put the lockdown on for North Carolina. And so this is what essential, this is what open, this is what's going to be open. ABC stores were a part of that list. And Matthew and I had a long conversation about that before we came into this and why ABC stores are like part of that list. But Matt, what's your take on ABC stores being open uh, during the uh, pandemic as an essential business? What's your. Uh... Well, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't, I mean, it's not a strong opinion, but it is an opinion and uh, so Chase sent me a thing before the podcast we were talking and he sent me some article and um, got it pulled up spectrum news uh, why ABC store ABC liquor store are considered essential and it's basically talking about um, people with alcohol addiction and uh, how they need um, how they how they need uh, they are not that they need alcohol um, they rely on alcohol. I don't, I just don't think that, I think the ABC store is essential because I think uh, a lot of people enjoy drinking uh, alcohol. And, and it's classified as a grocery product too, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's it. I did not know that. So, yeah. but I think it is essential in a way because 
people enjoy doing it. You know, it's kind of a, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like a special activity or whatever. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just something that people, um, I think it is essential because people should have it as a stress reliever, but I don't think it should be essential just because of the alcohol addicts. So. Right, and, and Kenzie, you had something to say about this too. I know we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. So my take on it is um, we live in the South. Okay. We've already shut down our bars, restaurants, you name it. Everything shut down. You start taking away people's alcohol. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a problem. That's a work. No, you're right. No, I mean. And I keep telling my family, like, it almost feels like the purge is about to happen. Yeah. You know, like, people are just going to start breaking in to other people's houses and whatnot. You take away some redneck people's alcohol, there's going to be some break-ins and some robberies. And, and that kind of, with all this being talked about, kind of plays into what we were talking about, you know, what I want to talk about here. I mean, I think, you know, the government, you, know, you can say what you want. We have listeners from every side of the spectrum on this, for this podcast. But I mean, say what you want about the government response. But I think President Trump's done a pretty good job. I think he might shouldn't speak as much as he does sometimes about what he says. Um, but I think he's done a pretty good, pretty good job. And I think Governor Cooper, the governor of North Carolina, you know, a different side than what I feel has done a pretty good job too, but I mean, I don't know. This is probably a, and Nathaniel, I want to talk to you in a minute about the, opening up the economy when it comes back to that. But I mean, Matthew, what do you think as a person that's kind of you and Kenzie both as scientists people? How do you feel like this was handled? You or me, Kenzie? Either one. I just go uh, make me a verse. Okay. Um, well, I know I spoke about the coronavirus on your first episode, and I thank you for that. Um, but quite a bit has changed since then. Yeah, um, we there's a couple of conspiracy theories out, and there's more a little more data uh, that's come out about the coronavirus. And I think, from what I can gather, now I've I've stopped following mm -hmm. it so closely because I am kind of getting tired of hearing Donald speak all the time about it. Which you know, don't get me wrong, I love the guy; he's a great guy. But um, I think what he's done so far is is pretty good i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't give him an a plus rating but i, I mean i'd say definitely a minus b plus um you know I, I think he's doing pretty well and as far as what he could do better you know i don't really know um well, maybe uh, i don't know going off of you i mean i, I think he's done a good job too i said that but this is the thing that i think y'all can tell me if i'm wrong on this but the, kind of the way i looked at it is that i think that the biggest mistake that the trump administration's had in this so I think that, you know, they kind of left it to the states a little bit too much. Like, we should have came into this thing literally the week we got off the cruise, like March 15th that week, and been like, all right, this thing is going to get bad. Let's nationwide, not just leave it to the states, not let North Carolina decide it to do this day and South Dakota do it this day. Let's, this day, we're going to have a three-week quarantine. Shut it all down. Everything is shut down. I agree with that. Everything that's except essential, shut it all down nationwide. Let's not get this thing, you know, don't cross state borders, shut it down. And, like, I know it's, like, a lot, but I think if you would have been more forceful from the start and done all that, like, from then, I think it might have been. And I think, too, like, because now everything's shut down except for essential businesses, but it's, yeah. like, my dad works. He does construction on the military bases, and it's, like, that's considered essential, but yeah. it, I mean, how many businesses like that could be shut down right now for yeah. like two weeks? 
just have everything shut down and then get things back to normal. Well, and Nathaniel, you and I talked about this today too, but I mean, the thing about it is if we keep, and we'll talk about this later in a later segment, but I mean, like, we keep doing this. I mean, our economy is not going to make it through so much time being shut down. I mean, what, what's your, you know, I mean, we, we, we said something about that today. Well, I think the economy is just going to uh, be, it's going to be shot, man. If, yeah. if they don't open that thing back up here and sometime in May, I think we're going to be in a world of hurt. It's going to be more, it's going to be, that's going to be more worse than the uh, issue we got going on now with all the people dying and stuff. Yeah. But it's not that's bad, but the economy is going to be, I said before this started, they shut everything down. That it was going, we were going to be hurting. Well, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I mean, no economy is built to, to withstand something like this. I understand that, but especially a capitalistic economy like the United States, I mean, we, we can't, we can't take a multiple week shut, this total shutdown, no, basically no economic activity. I mean, that's basically what this is. And that's just, I mean, it's just a shock to everybody. I mean, those employment number, unemployment numbers, I mean, just unreal. So do you guys think that Trump will open, start opening things back up May 1st? Well, that's what my hope is. I mean, they said that unemployment could hit 30%. And if, if it opens up May 1st, you might can avoid that if they don't start some things. And I can see up New York and in places, they go might have to be a little slower. So they, their numbers are so high. But, you know, North Carolina, most of the numbers ain't so great that they can might start some May 1st. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be in a casino May 2nd or 3rd. No. That's what my goal is. But uh, that's another issue itself. But, I mean, if it's June, July, yeah, um, I mean, you're going to have unemployment. She's going to get higher and higher. And then you're going to have to have more bailouts. And people's going to want more bailouts. And, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, if somebody's not working, I get it. But, but that's $600 extra for unemployment. Like they said, it's on steroids. I mean, you do that stuff, people ain't going to want to work. No. If they have another, that comes again, and they, read, and they add on to that. I mean, you can get to the point where they ain't nobody going to work. Yeah. You got they got a tough decision to make. I'll tell that because yeah, I agree. I, but but it's going to have to get going sooner and later. It's going to have to. So. No, I mean I agree because I just don't think that. I mean, we're, first off, we're not built for it. But I mean, I just, I mean, there, it's just going to be the the end of it. I mean, you know, you could you, we talked about this today too. But I mean, you can talk about we don't know any of the facts on this. And Matthew, you can attest to this too. But I mean. The China's involvement, whatever you can talk about conspiracy theories. I don't want to talk about them. I think some of them might be true, but I don't know if they are. But I mean, like if somebody really China, let's just say them. You know, it originated there. We know that. Say if that they really wanted to take down and do something to the United States, they pretty much single-handedly took down our economy without firing one shot. Yeah, they took down us and the world. Yeah, I mean, and the rest of the world. I mean, they, and they're getting their stuff started back up right now. And we're, we're sitting here in the middle of this, you know, not having no outcome and idea of what's going to happen. So, I mean, that's pretty... Um, Is that Does that not seem a little weird to y'all, though? That's the thing. <clears throat> that's the thing. Like, it's you know, just, they're, they're starting their stuff up now, and that's great. And, you know, I have nothing but, but um, absolute respect for the Chinese people. But, um, 
Yeah, it's just it seems a little strange to me that you know we're we're getting in a world of hurt now. I know we're going to talk about the stock market. I'm getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, you know, shovel in the face, um, hit with a BMW. Uh, you know, uh, you know, lit on fire because all of this stuff is happening, and then they're starting up like it's. I mean, you know, uh, what's that um, hunky dory something something? I mean, it's it's just a little strange to me for some reason. Well, you know, on, on that note of Matthew having that weird, a lot of question, a lot of word rant, we're going to move to the funny side of this and not depress everybody in our show tonight. But um, so in all this free time we've had here in the U.S. Um, pandemic, social distancing, not working time period, um, Netflix of many, many um, streaming sites online has taken off and one special show uh i think from that has taken off kenzie you want to tell us about this show let's start this out by who the hell is joe exotic who who is this guy i'm not changing the way i dress i refuse to wear a suit i am gay i've had two boyfriends most of my life i currently got legally married thank god it's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. But I can tell you, I paid a fine with the USDA, and that is nothing but a civil fine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what are we, uh, in Matthew's coffin? That's a good way to start this segment out here. Well, guys, what do you think of uh, Joe Exotic? I mean, wow, there's just... So much to Joe Exotic. <laughs> He's definitely one of a kind. So I, know, I know Nathaniel asked me about this thing, and I was like, dude, you got to watch this. Like, you're into stuff like this, you'll love it. And they, Mandy took, and Mandy had some great reactions too. And I guess, Nathaniel, I guess you can bring Mandy on here for a second if you want to, if she wants to talk about it too. But uh, what do you guys think about Joe Exotic and uh, Tiger King? Well, I didn't – I started seeing the memes. I was like, who is this character? Is this long hair? <laughs> who is this character? And then you, Chase started talking about it. I said, well, we're going to have to watch this show. And then we watched it, and we binged on it for two or three nights and watched them all. And yeah, when Ava was in her room, because I don't care for the language. <laughs> but it was uh, – I mean, that's like – I hate now because we went to Oklahoma on our cross-country trip last year. I had to buy park. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> far from it. Yeah. So we would – we would have went to Cena's Park and, uh, or, well, oh, gee, well, he didn't own it. And, you know, that Jeff dude, I guess, is the one running it now, but I would have went to it. But he is one character. I love his country music, though. I'm thinking about buying the album. <laughs> we don't so, load all these songs. Yeah. So. I just want to say that if you have not watched Tiger King, then you have not survived Corona 2020. Yeah, it's, I think it's a rite of passage through this thing. I mean, and Matthew, I'm looking at you when I'm saying this. I don't want anybody coming up to me saying that they lived through coronavirus 2020 if you did not watch Tiger King, because they go hand in hand at this point. You know, I, it doesn't, you're going to hate me for this, but it doesn't look that good to me for some reason. You I mean, haven't what, tried it. What's it even about? Well, Matthew, it's not going to win Grammys. I can tell you that. It's just he's so he, he's so messed up. He's just oh. it's just a character. That's what it's just. He's just the such, thing about it is, whole, it is so unbelievable that this man, yeah, is still alive today, 
was doing the things that he was doing, had two husbands, was all meth, was a country singer, he was a politician, I mean. Not to mention that his husbands weren't even gay. <laughs> like, they were, they were straight, but they were only with him because he had tigers. He was like, I'll give you a couple tigers, and they're like, oh, sweet, all right, yeah, let's get married. Yeah, and he would buy them, like, trucks and guns and stuff, and it was well, just so unbelievable he, to watch. He had a way of – he found them people. They didn't have nothing either. They didn't have no, yeah. nobody. He took them out of jail and yeah, stuff. He, 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 he didn't pay them as much. How did he yeah. make all of his money, though? Well, I guess he would, when he first started, he did. Well, he'd make it off the zoo, and then he'd sold the tigers, yeah. and he would, he would he he'd breed them and yeah. stuff. and They would sell for what? I guess what two, three, four, or five thousand dollars, and yeah, it's at least like three or four thousand dollars. And also, if you would watch it, you burn. would know, Matthew. What? Yeah. If you would watch it, then you would know. That is true. That's true. But it also wasn't cheap to go to his park either. I mean, like oh, it, and to take a picture with a baby cub was like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> they, they used like the worst. Not the worst, but like they they cut costs everywhere they could at that place too. Because they, oh yeah, um, the place in South Carolina, that guy was talking. He spent what? How much was it to feed a tiger? Oh, it's like thousands a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a thousand bucks a day or something like that. And then like Joe Exotic could do it for like three hundred bucks a day. Well, and he was getting like expired meat from the Walmart truck. Yeah, and then he was also feeding to his workers. Yeah. And he made that pizza place. He used the expired meat in the pizza and sold it to customers. And when I was watching that on TV, I was like, "Could you imagine going to his place, eating that pizza, and then watching the documentary?" Oh, no. oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I guess like if it's not if it's not moldy, then you probably couldn't really tell, but. Still, like that's that's pretty disgusting because he's probably is. using the cheap stuff too. Oh, like yeah, just it's not even the like the expired poison. like good quality meat. It's probably like the expired Walmart brand, exactly. like nasty, nasty water hand that they have. Like nasty, disgusting I, crap. I wouldn't want to eat the old chicken and stuff like that. But I'm gonna tell you what, some old food is expired. Had some old beef jerky expired one time, oh, and that stuff was the best beef jerky I ever had in my life. Oh, wow. I highly recommend it. <laughs> beef jerky. Did it? Uh, did it light you up though? No, it was great. I mean, it was oh, okay. crunchy. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even share it. I wouldn't even share that stuff. <laughs> it was awesome. But but that tiger. But you're right. When he when you go to his park and stuff and. He would let you pet the big tigers, and have us. And you got your picture made. They didn't make their picture for free. Oh no! We do it in Santa's land up there in Cherokee, and they have little tigers like that. Well, and it costs. Well, these places are like little holes. I in mean, the it, I mean, he 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 made the money off of stuff like no. that. No animal out of all that, no animals benefited. And now it just it breaks my heart to think all the tigers that died. Yeah, and oh yeah. Got, um, crazy nut. Daniel, I asked you this earlier, but I wanted to put it out there. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Uh, yes, definitely. I, I'm to the one because, like I say, I go to Santa's, that place, Cherokee. They had a little tiger cub this year up there for the first time. And we'd be there when they'd feed that thing when he was about, what, what three months, four months old? Mm -hmm. And they'd give him a whole piece of chicken. 
with the bones and everything in that cage. It's a little bitty cup. He devoured the bone. You just hear it would be. You would hear him crunch and the bones crunch. And this is a little bitty tiger that would probably weigh 40 pounds at the time. And then when he was done, the only thing you could see what was wet where he licked it up, there was nothing left. The bones, they dissolve all that. You think if them big tigers, if she took that husband of hers, mm-hmm. and well, them tigers hadn't ate, and she just she I've done almost, something. And, and, I've almost wondered, like, if if he if she got behind him, maybe pushed him in a cage. Too. Well, I mean, I she could have poisoned him or done anything, just shoved him in there. Like, them tigers whoops, hadn't ate. That guy would be completely gone. Yeah, yeah. there's tigers for a couple of days. Yeah, there's two. Uh, little things of evidence that point towards her actually killing her husband that I know of at least. The first is the fact that she knew how to get a tiger to eat somebody when I don't know, there was a clip in one of the episodes where Joe exotic got, um, he got attacked or something by one of his tigers. And she was, it was like showing part of where she was talking. She was like, Oh yeah. The only way you could really get them to eat somebody is if you put like sardine oil all over them or something. And I was like, that's that's number one. And then um, I saw a TikTok. It was this girl that I guess lives in Tampa was um, talking about the part where um, Carol Baskin was like talking about walking down like Nebraska Street or something like that in Tampa. And it's uh, like walking down Nebraska Street and then like her first husband like comes and picks her up off the side of the road or whatever. Um, and they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course he died. Uh, but the girl in the TikTok was saying, like, people in Tampa, they know what you're doing, uh, like in, on Nebraska Street at night, and it ain't just walking down. Like, if you're if you're a girl on Nebraska Street, then you are a prostitute. So that means that Carol Baskin must have been a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Ma- took this rich man, she he took her home, married him for his money, and then killed him. It all points. It all points to her killing him. That's that's all the evidence you need. But she's dead now, so it doesn't matter. No, I I think the most compelling evidence is the fact that go ahead, Kenzie. The power of attorney. Yeah. And then, like, didn't give his kids any of, like, barely any of his money or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just evil. If I were his kids and. I mean, he was like filthy rich, oh. and they said they probably got not even ten percent of his money. I would be so mad. Yeah, it's like we're more related to this dude than you are. Like, what? That, yeah. yeah, that does not make any sense. I mean, it makes sense as to why she would kill him, but yeah, like if right. if she hadn't killed him, like that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, like why would he leave all of his money and everything well, I, to go to Costa Rica? Yeah. Life isn't uh, always about money. Yeah. I think when it's the send down, I think she's going to get into it. She yeah. said, you know, they're still after a ton of people now. And he's talking exotic. He's really, and that was on Flex Front of the People magazine this week. And they said, they're still investigating. I yeah, think hers will come that. out. I think they eventually get her. Yeah. yeah. Before it's all send up. But the weird thing is, you know, Joe wanted to be famous and a celebrity. And now he's a huge celebrity. He's in prison. Don't even. He's having. That's probably, He's having this. Yeah, he's not even enjoying it because he's sitting in the cell. That's killing him. You know, I think so it's kind of ironic. The thing about the whole thing with him is just like how 
his workers and his staff. I mean, it's almost like a, I don't know if it was ever like explicitly stated, but it's like a cult of personality almost. Like everybody, and people, even the people that go to the zoo, like people just like worshiped him. I mean, I don't know if that was like worship is the right word, but it's like, I mean, it was well, like, even his work, his workers had like a total cult of personality with him. And that was yeah. crazy. Well, that's how it was with the dude in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. He lured those young women and then made them basically his little slave. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, he was weirdo. Well, I mean, they're all weirdos, but that guy was, oh, he was weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. What? Is that not who you're talking about? Doc Matt, this is where you need to watch the documentary because you don't know what we're talking about and you just made a terrible joke about somebody that died because he had information. Thank you. <laughs> uh, has, speaking of, has any of y'all been to the Myrtle Beach one? No. The Myrtle Beach Tiger Park, that Doc Antero? No. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't either. We. When you go down to Myrtle, you know you get some little flyers and stuff. You, you yeah. get that little brochure. I've seen it in there. I remember us talking about it several years. I when did we used find to this go, out, but this we never week. went. When Britney Spears performed at the VMAs a few years with her yellow snake, he oh, yeah. he he dealt with her, and he's the one that got her hooked up with a tiger for shows. Oh. He said she was a darling. I thought, yeah, I bet he thought. <laughs> I bet he thought so. <laughs> yeah, another woman for him there. I think we just offended uh, Reverend Lance because he just uh, X'd out his screen for a second. So I don't know what he's uh, he's doing. I think he's looking, he's Googling who this guy is right now. <laughs> he's doing a crash course, crash course in Tiger King right now. Sure. Well, guys, I think this has been a great segment talking about um, the coronavirus and uh, the things that have resulted in our life from coronavirus and Tiger King. Just a just a crazy crazy thing. So we're gonna um, wrap this segment up, and we're gonna come back on our next segment and talk a little bit about um, with Matthew and Nathaniel because we don't want Kenzie on this segment because we don't yeah, want you to be broke. Um, we're gonna talk about investing during the coronavirus and how uh, what the maybe the right moves or what Nathaniel and Matt think the right moves are with that. So we're gonna be, we're gonna come back with that segment here in a minute. So we'll be right back. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boot boogie. I got a good job. I work hard for my money. When it's quitting time, I hit the door running. I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses run. I go flying down that highway to that highway. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. We have our, um, we got Kenzie out of this because we didn't think that, um, we don't want you guys to go bankrupt. So we want you guys to have some insightful uh, stock advice from our two resident stock experts. We have Matthew and Nathaniel back here with us for this segment. So guys, um, I don't know, we'll let you go one by one here from you two. What is uh, the stock market investing like during this crazy time of the coronavirus? Matthew, what do you think? Um, you know, um, it, it's kind of, it's different because, um, the, 
I don't know how to put it. it it's strange. That's what I, I'm trying to bring up my E-Trade account right now. Oh, wow. Not, do, not, not too bad. Um, no, it's, it's different because, uh, you know, all this coronavirus stuff is really killing everything. And um, I don't know, the markets, you know, you look at NASDAQ versus S&P 500 versus – uh, the Dow Jones, everything's going up and down and up and down. And it's, it's really hard to, um, to gauge when to buy and when to sell. And uh, hopefully I can, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just different. It's, it's become a lot harder for me as an investor to try and figure out when to invest and when not to invest. Nathaniel, what about you? I'm the same way. It's uh it's rough. I mean, you know, I, my 401k and stuff, I've took a, I've took a real pounding, uh, here. just depressing. Honestly, I got to the point where I, I would look at it all the time and it just, <laughs> I just, I couldn't about take it. They said, don't look at it, leave it alone, all this, but that's hard to do, man. Yeah. When you look, and like the Reverend said, I, I was trying to figure out when to get out, play safe and get back in and, I heard this stuff was coming when we was in Vegas in February. You heard it was coming. And I've told her, I don't know how many times, I need to get out, get out, yeah. and then stuff comes over with and try to get back in and catch the ride. But like me, I didn't. So now I'm stuck. I don't want to get out now because I yeah. think this does, it, it's going to shoot up. I hope, you know, but <laughs> when, hopefully sooner and later. But it's. I mean, in the present, uh, all this stuff too. I mean, do, do you think. What are, what are your two opinions separately? Well, do you think whenever this stuff is over, do you think the economy is going to skyrocket or is it going to take time? Like what, I mean, cause we were in a really prior to all this. I mean, all intents and purposes, we were in pretty good shape overall as an economy. Well, I, think. I, I think like you say, May comes around. If we can start doing, getting back out there some, Yeah. but if we stay like we are now, and it goes into June and July and August, we're going to be in for a world of hurt because yeah. it's going to be bad. But yeah. if, if, if May, like they say, you know, if we start turning the corner here and right at the beginning of May, we start getting stuff back after and get going, I think we'll boom. We'll, 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 because people's going to want back out. And if they think they, I, I think it'll, it'll boom fast. Uh, but sooner and later, if it's later, we're in trouble. Sooner the better. But yeah. if this stuff would take a turn for the worse, and and the numbers start skyrocketing, and which they don't think, you know, you think that's going to take a turn downward. Uh, I think we'll come out firing. So that's what I'm hoping, anyway. Matt, what about you? Um, I think I think that's a really important uh, question, and I think what Nathaniel said is is pretty accurate. I really do. Uh, I think now that um, I mean I, I'm not sure about anybody else because I don't I don't I'm not God I don't know but for me personally I mean I've lost you know from when all this stuff started probably 30 or 40 percent of my whole portfolio was gone so you know and I didn't get out of it in time because of course I didn't know and um. So, but I think what Nathaniel's saying is, uh, is probably true. I think uh, if this, let's see. So what Donald said, he first said uh, he'd like to get it, get all this stuff finished up, wrapped up by Easter. Uh, today is Easter. Happy Easter. Um, 
and and now they're saying maybe March first, yeah. and so that's what I'm hoping for. And if it's March first, what? I think that's more realistic too. Yeah, I do. And and see, here's the thing, though, and that's what I was. I just brought up some projections from the uh, the Motley Fool and um, some different different places. Uh, if you're not subscribed, if you'd like to subscribe to the Motley Fool, if you're an investor, that's probably a pretty good one to subscribe to. But um, what they're saying is. Um, if it's if it starts wrapping up by March first or March second, then um, then we'll probably see an an upswing, um, a pretty strong one. And I don't know if it'll be totally vertical, but it's going to be a pretty strong one. And uh, everybody who's invested now, after I mean, you know, if you ha- if you've had a lot of, a little bit of money to invest and you've invested after the crash, you're going to see. I mean, God, four, five, maybe ten times, you know, what you what you had invested in. So, I don't know. I mean, if it if it lasts until August, which I hope to God it does not, then uh, the economy and I mean everything's going to be screwed basically. And I hate to say it like that, but it's it's going to look awful. It's going to look it's going to look terrible. So. Yeah, and so I mean, with all this too, and this is a, a probably a good question for a lot of people that are listening. What do you think, both of you? I can kind of debate this out. What are some smart stocks that you think you should invest in now? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the right way to go, but I was just thinking what the government, I mean, there's companies now that that's that are kind of just can't do nothing now and they're struggling, but the government's going to help them out. And when it's over with, if the government helped them out and they keep their footing, I think when we boom, they're going to boom. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe like your cruise lines and your airlines and just stuff like that. I mean, and, and I always, you know, like you say, your Amazons and stuff like that, but they're so pricey, but that stuff's going to be, uh, be, be ones to go with. That's what my opinion is on some of them. So I feel like Amazon right now is probably doing pretty well because I mean, you see everybody, you know, they're stuck at home. They got nothing better to do than, you know, get online, go online shopping on Amazon. I know I've seen a bunch of memes and just I know people that I know um, have been talking about, like, buying stuff on Amazon and stuff. So, I feel like their their stock's probably either going up right now or at least staying yep. relatively the same. I could be wrong. I don't look at the stocks, so I don't really know. But um, I don't know. Does, do you think that's that could be the case, either one of y'all? Yeah, you're you're right with that. Amazon's just it's you're not gonna get a good buy in it. I mean I mean what I mean by that, it's not gonna be cheap. It's gonna keep on going up, I think. You're right. It's just it's they're not hurting right now. What business is not hurting now is Amazon. Their business is booming because everybody's staying home ordering even yeah. more. So their business is just I think they're hiring what is unreal amount of people they're hiring, trying hundred hundred thousand people across the country now. I mean, it's that's unreal. I mean, I mean, for, for, there'll be a safe bet for a long time. But uh, yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. What? No, go ahead, Matt. You can talk about your stocks real quick, and I want to okay. We we were mentioning Amazon, and and you mentioned the kind of the top picks, and I'd like to go over both of those if you if I can. I don't know how much time I have left, but um, I, I just pulled up Amazon real quick here, and and right now on the Nasdaq, it's at um, it's at twenty forty two. Uh, 76 the 2042 dollars a share um uh march 12th 2020 uh it was down uh it was down to one uh, 1600 
And then since March 12th, it's, it's climbed almost 21%. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's quite a, it's quite a difference. And of course, I don't know why it crashed at March 12th. Um, February 19th, it was higher than it is now at, at 2,170. So, I mean. Right, I think over the last week, the kind of the volatility of the market has decreased a little bit. I think it was a whole straight week, well, only four days of trading last week, about four straight days of increases. So maybe that does signal a little bit of, you know, to get some of the volatility. Because we, we were having days there back and forth where this was the largest single day increase and this was the largest single day decrease of the Dow Jones Index. I mean, that's nuts that that's happening like back and forth like that. You're talking like volatility that you've never seen in the market percentage wise, number wise ever before. Right. And that's just, that's alarming. But I mean, you know, and I think I was going to bring this up to a second ago and I think we all probably can attest to this and Chase, I kind of want your input on this too, but like, you know, <clears throat> I think that some, this is not even stock market related, but I think something that this thing might kind of teach businesses and I don't know what y'all's opinion on is, but I think that this thing, the fact that we're all at home, you know, most of the non-essential workforce is at home, working from home. I think this is going to teach us a lot of like what is truly essential for businesses and, you know, that cross country trips and, you know, all the stuff that like these big businesses do that, you know, everything like that can be handled just as easy from in the office, you know, talking to somebody in here and somebody in California. I mean, I think it just like, you don't have to take trips. Like all, a lot of this unnecessary crap that these businesses do, I think, it, I think it might be, a lot of it might be cut out after this. What do y'all think? Yeah, I could definitely see stuff like, you know, letting people work from home yeah. um, or like giving them the option to work from home, uh, you know, like instead of having to come into the office. I think that would definitely be a viable option for a lot of companies that would save money for, you know, space and supplies and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it would just, you know, make it a lot easier for people to come into work. It's not quite a hassle. I do think you're – you know, that perspective, you're looking at um, the possibility of people missing out on like social interactions and stuff. But um, as far as like the workforce and uh, what's good for business and what's good for, you know, productivity and whatnot, I think, yeah, you're seeing probably see a lot more people with the ability to work from home. Uh, I also think you're going to see a lot more people saving money from now on. After this, I think people might be realizing, you know, like, I don't have as much money saved up as I thought I did. And now that I'm not working, like this is kind of, you know, kind of biting me in the butt. So I feel like you're going to see probably a lot less spending on um, things that aren't really necessary that, you know, you know, aren't essential and probably see a lot more people, you know, saving their money and investing in things that are actually going to get them, uh, farther ahead instead of you know the impulse buys or whatever kind of stuff um, just you know just in case there is another natural disaster like this again Matt what do you think you know I think that's an interesting point CP because uh, while I I would hope that's what people would do because personally I think um, I mean I think everybody should save money because who knows what's going to happen um, you know, God, we could have a, a nuclear attack or something one day. And then, of course, you know, that wouldn't be quite as, that'd be worse than this. But still, the, the, the always the bearer of bad news on this podcast. Thanks <laughs> 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 from zero to 60. It goes from pandemic to nuclear attack. Well, um, I drive a BMW. What do you expect? Um, that was a throw of some shade that was not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, but I, I, I really hope, I would hope that people would save their money. But at the same time, I, I also see the aspect that, or, or the, the scenario playing out that, okay, people's been cooped up in their houses so long and, and you know, they've, they've not been able to do this. They've not been able to go to the bar or whatever. And then people who have saved up money or, or don't have to worry about saving money, they'll go out and splurge and say, okay, well, I've not been to the bar in two months. Let me go buy, you know, go to the bar and let me, Oh, I've not been to the movies in two months. Let me go to the movie, you know, and you could see this, this type of, of, of boom in, in buying that way that could kind of stimulate the economy after all this is done. But at the same time, I would hope, I would hope to see that people are, you know, saving money and saying, oh, okay, well, I need to, I need to save up this money for this or whatever, but who knows? Well, I'll talk about this too a little bit and, and then we'll close out this segment, but I know that I got Nathaniel on it. Matthew knows a little bit about it. And I think I've talked to Chase about it and our friend Connor's really into it to say all that Robin hood, which is kind of a, um, it's definitely an interesting tool for investment. I mean, I know, you know, there's the E-Trades and the, and the TD Ameritrades of the world. But um, y'all's take on Robinhood. I know Nathaniel, you got some, you got a little, little bit of money invested in it now. What do, you, what do you think about? I mean, like the platform. You think it's easy to use? What do you think? Yeah, because I didn't really know much about that. Because uh, I do all my stuff not through work, and I have a four hundred one k where I can switch stuff to Nasdaq, S and P, all that. So then I was like, kind of wanting to check into that. So I thought it was really easy. Then I, I like how the tools to do it. So I'm I'm glad with that. I wish like you said, like Amazon, I mean, you know, Amazon would be a good bet. Like I say it's way over two thousand dollars a share. I mean, you that's when those stocks of rich can get richer. Yeah. Like you said, when like you said it was sixteen or seventeen hundred a month ago. Yeah. If you got somebody bought a lot of stocks, I mean they made a lot of money in that thing and but uh yeah, I, I do like the Robin Hood, but this is off the subject real fast. But, Dr. Reverend, what do you think about, like, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, buying those things? What do you think about that? You know, that's a really good question. And um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I want to provide a solid answer because I just, I don't know too terribly much right now about it. Um, I've not, I've not looked at the, the pricing for, for precious metals like that in probably th three or four years. So I, I'm not really sure, but as far as just a general overview, I think, um, I think you just, you just need to, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at, at investing in something like that, you know, as, as a, I say a kid, but just anybody you definitely need to do your research on that one because that's not a business where you can just look up and say, okay, you know, this is Amazon and this is who owns Amazon and whatever, whatever. It's a, it's something different. So you just got to do your research on that and you gotta, you gotta see uh, where it's at. And of course, as always uh, buy low and sell high. Yeah. And Nathaniel, tell him about where you were looking at your, your bond. You're looking at buying some, some metal the other day and tell him about the, um, how much is out. This is crazy, Matthew. Yeah. I look at the size. I, I say I was always gold and silver guy. I, I was always when I was a little daddy. I always bought silver, and I had silver, especially silver was cheap, four or five dollars an ounce. Oh wow, three hundred dollars an ounce. Now gold's seventeen hundred dollars an ounce, and oh. silver's fifteen dollars an ounce. But that's the curiosity thing about it. Two weeks ago, 
you know, when all this was, people was wanting money, those going to the banks, they was wanting cash, 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 so they could buy stuff. Gold and silver dropped big. You know, silver, $12 an ounce, gold went to 1400 an ounce. Oh, wow. Well, I tried to buy some, especially silvers. But normally a silver, if it goes, to, let's say, $15 an ounce, you can get it for just a bar for $1.50 over the ounce. So like uh, an ounce bar for sixteen fifty. But a silver eagle backed by the government, $3 more. So $15, you get it for 18 Okay, when this happened, $15 an ounce, you had to pay. So instead of getting the eagle for 18 they're going for $24. Jeez. They're just expecting it. And, I mean, I've never seen it that much more than the ounce of silver's worth. Wow. And they're buying, and that's what they're selling. They're out of stock. Especially so you couldn't get it. I could not get it. They were all out of stock. They said wow. they were out. They're about to run out of gold. Wow. I mean, it, it, the, the mint. I mean, it's crazy, and you can't get it. And it's, it's priced higher, and you just can't get it. Why do you think – I mean, I think – I guess the people – you see these commercials on TV all the time. I, I think about that one. I can't think of the name of the company, but I guess that because, you know, the stock market is so volatile right now, I guess that's probably the reason why, but I guess precious metals are always going to be there. I mean, it's always like the, you know, why, why, why I think in our spending, you know, the, the national debt and all that yeah. and the, yeah. the inflation, I think that's just the, that's supposed to be safe, bet to have that, some of that, yeah, I've always heard if you can afford to t- put ten percent in that, yeah, gold and silver, and you know, put just have ten percent. Mm-hmm. You might not make as much money, but it's still the safe. It's that's it's the safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. Make money like the stock market, but it's just a safe bet to have a little of it. See, so. I, I, I've I've never heard that before, and I, I mean personally, I think. If that's what you want to invest in, that's totally fine. You just got to do your research. And that's that's the thing, too, I, I wanted to mention on here. I don't think I'd even told Chase I was going to mention this. But if you're a person who I – mean, I'm, not, I'm not a professional you know, investor or anything, but I've done well in the past, and I, I assume I'll do well in the future. And if you're a young kid – out of college or maybe you're in college or maybe you just got out of college, uh, 25, 26, 27, 30, whatever, uh, investing in the stock market. I I tell my old roommate this all the time. It's not to make thousands or hundred thousands or millions of dollars at the beginning. You're just going to invest a little bit and then hope to make a little bit. And then you can grow your portfolio over the years. I see so many of these these kids in college or wherever saying, Oh, I'm going to invest in the stock market. And Oh, I'm going to make a thousand dollars this, this, this week or whatever. And that's just the biggest BS story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's just, I mean, absolute bull because who in the world as a college kid, who in the world has $400, a hundred dollars to be invested in the first place to even make a thousand and to make a thousand dollars on a hundred. That means you've got to, I mean, the percentage that you've got to, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm getting off track. But just know that if you're, if you're interested in investing in the stock market, start off small and then, and then grow your portfolio as, as, as time goes. I mean, you're young. You, you've got time for it to, to grow. No, I agree. I think you need to sell a base for that. But because I think that was a great conversation. Just, I mean, you know, it's uncertain times. It's good to talk about, you know, 
things like this that I think truly impact us all. But I mean, that's um, I know great insight from both of you. We think we really appreciate that. But guys, we'll be right back here. We're going to bring Kenzie back in for our next segment and uh, finish up with some questions of the week. And um, I think you guys are going to love those. We should get some really interesting answers and maybe a good um story or two from Nathaniel if he's willing to share. But anyway, we'll be right back here on the Hello Brother Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. We are about to get into the questions of the week, but first, I believe Nathaniel has uh, some pretty good stories for us. Uh, He's a mailman and he's a big casino guy, so um, he's going to tell us some of his best and worst stories from that. So, Nathaniel, I'll hand it off to you. Yeah, well, so, um, what is your best mail story? Mail story is I have to be careful because I don't want to incriminate myself. Or, <laughs> uh, but uh, probably I've got a couple, but one of them I had is around, it was last year, 2019. I, had, I went to a lady's house. Knocked on the door for something to sign for. She come to the, uh, she, she came out the door and I was like, this woman got pants on? She got anything on the bottom? She had like a tank top on and had her belly hanging up. Her belly was hanging over. So it looked like she had no panties on or nothing. And so she signed and I still to this day don't know if the woman had pants panties on or not. I just had a tank top. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, to this day, I don't know. I don't know whether it didn't. <laughs> well, honestly, in Davidson County, I I don't find that surprising. People, oh goodness, people are like that all over the place. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't the nicest area neither. And uh, I had one. This is probably four or five years ago. You always hear people, um, uh, man, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. You know, man and woman, and they'll be arguing and fussing and fighting. And I went down the road, it's a cul-de-sac, and I went down, there was fussing and fighting in the yard. So I circled back and said, God, I hope they're done, because they was getting bad. Uh, you know, it was getting rough. They was letting each other have it. So I came back around and got to the box before them, and then it was – I mean, they was about ready to start giving fighting. I mean, they was just at, at each other's throats. And I, man, these people are crazy. They're going to pull out a gun. And I, then I pulled up to their box, and I thought, oh, crap. And I was trying to hurry and put them out in the box, and I dropped one on the ground. I thought, oh, crap. So I had to open my door and step out. They didn't pay attention to me. But I mean, they was just F this, F that. I mean, they was going at it. And then I put it in there, and, I, and like, I've seen that before. It's the worst I'd ever seen. I, I was wanting to get out of there because I was scared of myself. And then I went back to the next box, next box, about two more boxes, and then she came flying past me in a, in a like red beat up truck and about 10 seconds later i mean just this guy came by and he they had no truck sitting in the yard like no the top of it wasn't on and the door was off a blue hole pickup he came flying by me i'm like oh crap and i said well at least they're gone now and then i, I didn't i didn't see him again and then the next day i come back and their cars and vehicles were at the house 
I mean, just crap like that. And then I, this stuff, I remember one, one guy I was talking to one time and I was delivering mail and I'm walking, you know, I'm always, I forgot what Chase said. What was that word you called me today? You're a double uh, standard. Double standard guy, yeah. So the guy's like, oh, man, he's there. So I'm going to just say, hey, you know, he's like a punky kid, kind of like 20-some years old, just toes high. The worst. How's it going? He said, how, how, I asked him, I said, how's it going today? He's like, he said, if you like you care. And I looked at him, and he said, mess. I said, okay. It's okay. I don't really care, and I just sped off. I mean, just you deal with people like that, man. And just, wow. it's just you're right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I mean, and like I have a double standard. Like me, if I go to the door with something, and it's some, and I know you know where I don't want to go, and I don't want to go. I, I see something like that. I'm like, oh crap! If they're outside, I try to get rid of my stuff and go. But if it's but if, if I know that they're especially like a double standard, if it's an attractive woman, I go out of my way. I'm like, here's your package. Where do you want me to put this? So and it's just a double standard. So I mean, it's it's just a life of a mailman. And I've heard stories, but I ain't got no proof of them. I've heard all kind of different stories okay. of like I've heard of the people coming to the. Now I've always have a guys coming to the door in their underwear and crap like that. But I've heard of other stories of the women coming, just pretty women, butt naked. That's never <laughs> happened to me. I've never seen that, but I've heard stories, so I don't know if it's true to me he's making it up, but I've heard stuff like that. Is like, I hope this happens to me today. This may be the day. Yeah, that was a question with that one woman. I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what she had bottoms on or not. But that's, oh, that's the reason Daniel wakes up in the mornings is he's uh, – He's hoping to see that naked woman come to the door. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, I, I mean. Up and down. So we're going we're gonna to hear from into like our other questions and we'll come back and get Nathaniel's casino story at the end because we might have a little input on this. But I have a question from Alan because Nathaniel, you really can't answer this, but from for all of us to answer. Um, this is from Alan Parker. If not for App State, where would you have gone to college? So, Chase? I just want to start off by thanking Alan for sending in the question. Uh, Alan, you are the real MVP for the Hell Yeah Brother podcast. Uh, Alan sends in questions. He retweets our stuff. He reposts us. I mean, number one fan for sure. Uh, Thank you, Alan. But if I had not gone to App State, um, I honestly don't know where I would have gone because App was like the only place that I wanted to go. When I was looking for colleges, I didn't – I mean, I I looked at a few other places, but I didn't like any of them. Um, and when I decided on App, I was just like, okay, yeah, I don't I don't care to go anywhere else or try to go anywhere else. So I don't know. Um, I probably would have liked to have gone. Um, I know I would have liked to have gone to somewhere in the mountains, so probably like Western or something like that, because it's a somewhat. It's not really a big school, but. It's a you know it's in the mountains, so that that was like a number one thing for me. So yeah, probably western. Um, yeah, and for me, I was going to say my first time we go to Matt and Kinsey, but um, it was pretty much app or nothing for me. I mean, I was pretty dead set on it. Um, my safety school, quote unquote, I guess probably would have been Lee's McRae. Go there for two years and transfer, or go there for a year and transfer into app. And I also applied to Auburn and got in Auburn, but I didn't really think I would seriously ever went there. So, Lisa McCray would have probably been my second choice and then transferred into App. Kenzie, what about you? 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys too. Like, I didn't really apply to a lot of places because I knew I wanted to go to App, but sometimes I wish I would have applied to like uh, Chapel Hill, NC State, and I could honestly see myself probably going to a bigger school like that. Um, I don't, I definitely wouldn't like it as much as I like no. App, but also UNCW probably would have been a good one um i didn't even apply there because they didn't have football but yes uh, yes my friend does go there peyton shout out to peyton um and it's a lot closer to home for me so matt what about you um if i if i hadn't gone to app um probably i mean i got into a i i um I got into a few places, um, actually quite a few places other than that, but I probably would have went to um, either Wake Forest or High Point University. Oh. Um, I don't know, both good schools. Um, parents went to both of those. So, uh, so yeah. All right, and then our next question, it's a good answer, Matt. Our next question, um, and the panel, you can answer this one, I guess. Uh, actually, Mandy might be the better one to answer this because she's got one obvious answer. But what is your favorite uh, game day tradition, a thing you do on game days? And y'all come up with some games at Thamel, so you might can have an answer for that. But um, Chase, what's your uh, favorite game day tradition? Uh, besides tailgating, um, I don't know, probably – I honestly don't know. Uh, probably, like, watching the dance team walk up the street because I love the dance team. Um <laughs> That's a tradition. I'm always there for that part. So, yeah, watching the dance team walk up the street. Okay, I'm just going to say this, and I've thought about saying this the whole time during this podcast. I'm just going to say it. I do, like, a lot of things, like, on a game day, like, the same things were a home game day. But <laughs> nobody really knows this, I guess. But I have – this is so embarrassing. I wear the same pair of boxers for every game day. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And it's 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 football. It's like a, they're football. It's a blue, navy blue boxers that have footballs on them. And I've worn them for every like app game day I've ever been to in the last few years. So that's probably like that's, my, surprise. that's like that's a tradition I do every single game day. So I can say it like that's every day. What about when we play a team that has navy blue colors? Nobody sees them. What does it matter? Yeah, it's underwear. I'm all gonna know. I don't know. It's just a personal thing. I don't, there's not a deep question, Kenzie. It doesn't matter. It's like Connor with his hats or his shirts yeah, or yeah, whatever I mean, he wears that we win with. Yeah. And what happens when you have a losing season? You'll have to get rid of all that stuff. Okay, I'm going to mute you. But uh, <laughs> it's not coming. Okay, we're never going to have a losing season, Nathaniel. Gosh. <laughs> Chase has told me that a couple times. I hope you don't, but you know how, you know. Yeah, I know. Maybe That's you won't cool. ever, but. So, I'll go, Kenzie, I'll go to you. What's your game day tradition other than falling down the street and falling down the field? Yeah, probably mimosas is my <laughs> yeah. favorite tradition. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Matthew, what about you? Well, over the last uh, couple years, um, except for our freshman year, you know, um, uh, we're all part of this uh, – we're at one point all part of the Studio Self Club – um, so my game day tradition I liked um, to do is just walk around to different tailgates and see different people. Uh, I know I come to your tailgate quite a bit, Chase, yeah. um, with you and 
and uh, Roger and, and different people. But I don't know. I, I like walking around and seeing everybody and then just kind of whatever. So. All right, Nathaniel, you want to answer this one or no? Or... Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it tastes disappointing to me because I didn't make a game this year. But no. we'll get back next year. But I like the food. And yeah. I know what my wife likes. She likes, she calls them her peeps. So she, uh, you know. Chirp, chirp. She uh, kind of gets a little with them, the little young youngies like Kenzie and them, and yeah, I'm the know. life. I'm the life of the party. She uh, she likes uh, colored drinks, like I would say. So you know, well, you kind of just like took the fire out of my next question because, like, so we're gonna go with this one. What's your uh, favorite mixed drink? Because we we talked about like drinks on a po- on the podcast before, but we said in general. So, what's your favorite mixed drink, Chase? Oh goodness. Okay, well. I think I talked about it when we did the Tinder episode, uh, my terrible night after, or well, the night of your 21st and the day after where I was dying. Uh, did we talk about that? I don't think yeah, we did. No. Yeah. I think I mentioned it. Anyway, um, it used to be Gatorade and like blue Gatorade and vodka. Um, and then I had a very awful experience with that. So, um, I don't know. Chase made me this one and it was, let's see, was it blackberry bird dog whiskey? Yeah. Um, white grape juice, white grape juice, Tito's. And that was it. Yeah. Ah, that was some good stuff. I probably have to say that that was the first mixed drink that I actually enjoyed that or, um, Oh goodness. What was it? I think it was, uh, Snapple and um, Jim Beam Apple. Ugh, nasty. Good stuff. Nasty. For mine, it's definitely just Tito's and uh, just my it's my favorite drink. They've all had this. I think they're most most of them. Have it. Tito's ginger ale and white grape juice. That's a good drink. Kenzie, what about you? Um, if we're talking just like general, a good whiskey Coke is yeah. always like my go-to. But I would say it's like. You said I could only have one cocktail right now. It would probably be an old-fashioned. Old-fashioned are good. Yeah, that's that's good. And Matthew, you're crazy-ass drinking. What do you got? Um, you know, my just generalized probably going to be like a, a just a vodka Coke. Or, isn't that what I usually – yeah, vodka yeah, Coke. It is, yeah. um, but there's that's this one drink that yeah, y'all know I invented. I don't know. It could have already been invented. I call it the Energizer Bunny. Um, and it's – uh, clear, I guess I use vodka, but it's like vodka and simple syrup and and uh, what is that apple stuff? The uh, sour apple pucker and a uh, little bit of blue Gatorade or Powerade as I like to use it. And you stir it up and it's got a nice little color and it tastes pretty good too. So that's got to be the one that I choose. And for the best answer of the night, Nathaniel. <laughs> well, I was going to say I like that 128 proof moonshine, but you know, yes. checking out. Down, but that would be a lie. I like a lot of colored drinks: red, <laughs> orange, green, or blue. But yeah, pina colada. We was in Vegas, you know. I'm all about my getting my freebies, so I'd hit them about every time I could for a pina colada. And uh, hard, hard Yeah, and uh, I, I always liked the good mudslides. That was always one of my favorites too. Pina colada. And then I'd get a fuzzy navel here and there, and a daiquiri. You know, get some different colors going. So. You know, that was always what about my that blue one looked like a fishbowl. Oh, that was awesome. That one that was blue. What was that thing called ocean something? 
Blue ocean. Blue ocean. That was that was one good drink right there. That was. I don't know where that was at, but that was. Uh, it was another casino, probably. That was some good stuff. So, yeah. Again with culture, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a quick fire question. I just like came up with this, but I'm gonna go around the just real quick, and then we'll get into Daniel's um, story real quick. But, um, what's your ultimate like perfect lazy day look like? Chase? Uh, probably, I don't know, sitting around playing video games. As simple as that. Okay. I, I'm going to yeah. say. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty much been like every day for me. Yeah. Not, I, have, I have been playing video games, but like I watch, I watch videos and play games on my phone when I procrastinate. But yeah, if I'm just doing nothing all day, probably just sitting around playing video games. Yeah, I'm going to say like that, Netflix, just sitting around like doing as little as possible. Pretty much a lazy day is the definition, but yeah. Kenzie? The perfect lazy day has to have like rain, yeah. rain falling, wake up, make some breakfast, watch some throwback movies. It's not a bad day. What about you, Matthew? Yeah, I, I think I concur with most of that. Um, probably for me, maybe not so lazy, but I, I consider it lazy. Uh, wake up um, if the coronavirus wasn't happening, of course. Wake up about six o'clock or so and stir around and then maybe go get some Chick-fil-A about eight o'clock and then uh, play my uh, favorite Star Wars game all day long. No, no. What about you, Nathaniel? I roll up about 8.48 and get up and go get me a little cereal and <laughs> get back in there and probably come back to bed, watch a couple YouTube videos. Right, you boss. <laughs> <laughs> Do that too. And your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Internal Timmy, I watched Doug and Carrie, King Queens for an hour or two. Go in there and eat something. Then maybe watch a little TV. Pass a little gas. Watch a little more YouTube videos. <laughs> then I'll probably take a cat nap about two, two to four. And snore. Yeah, and snore. Then I'll go back in there and eat a little more. Then, uh, you sound more depressed than a lazy day. <laughs> just I, don't, a, I tell you, I don't. I don't like lazy days. I don't. Yeah, when I around, like, I, I, it just bores me. I feel like I feel like I could be doing something. I should be going. I can't. Well, if I have two or three of them. I can't stand it. Matthew's <laughs> losing his mind right now, laughing at you. I want to be going, but that's pretty much my. And then watch it. Maybe we'll find a movie or something. We watched yeah. that. Eric King Queen. Yeah, and then that's pretty much it. But I just I don't like them days. About one. I don't, one's all I can take. I can't take yeah. two or three of them. The atoms are low maintenance. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, thing, we'll cut this, keep this pretty short, but um, we need to close out this segment. But what is your uh, best and worst casino story for the crowd here? Well, my my best one would not involve me. It was something you see that you see on TV. We was I don't know if it was it was in Mississippi Tunica or Biloxi probably one of those two. I was just walking around just at nighttime by by myself walking around just checking stuff out, and then I see the guy just all of a sudden just he was mad as the world kind of stand up the machine and just take his elbow and just kind of punched elbowed it just blew the glass out of it. The slot machine. Yeah, and it started just making noises. Yeah, blew the slot machine off, and then he was just. Pussing like a storm and just kept on going. Everybody stuck their head out. And, I mean, I know the cameras, he didn't get out of there. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't follow him. It's crazy. But 
I, but that was just out of nowhere. And I've had, um, and well, like a story, it's a sad story, but I was whizzing Cherokee last year and I walked up on a, a Wheel of Fortune machine and it's like the real game Wheel of Fortune, you know. There was like four of them, empty. I set up one, played just a little bit, and then a lady came up, sat right beside me, and about her third pull, hit a bonus, and then walked away with just about $10,000. About 9900 some dollars. So that was depressing. I mean, that just, I want to just clothesline the lady off the back of the chair with the Russian sickle. And, then, and that makes you want to punch her, too. Speaking of punching people, that makes you want to, like, yeah, that's yeah. stuff. But. And, then, and then one other time we was in Vegas getting ready to go. We was at Stratosphere getting ready to get on the airport, go to the airport. And I was playing a dollar machine. And it's a blazing seven. And I hit, right before I hit blazing seven, blazing seven, blazing seven, across the middle. I thought it was $1,500, the jackpot on it. I got $0 because I was only betting one. Some of the machines are set up. If you only bet one, it don't pay the sevens. No. If I'd have bet two, it would have been 500 If I'd have bet three, it would have been 1500 But I bet one, so I got absolutely nothing. Oh, so I was pretty much steamed going right to the airplane. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's a tough way to end it. Yeah, but, those, those are some great questions. I mean, great, great answers from all of y'all too. Uh, Mandy, I might have to edit out some of your responses for Nathaniel. Uh, oh. Keep us PG thirteen. We had Matthew laughing up a storm. In Please don't take anything out. That was hilarious. But no, anyway, guys, thank you all so much for those great stories. I think that was uh, probably the best question segment we've had. But uh, Kenzie, Nathaniel, Matthew, thank you guys for joining us again tonight. Uh, you guys make us who we are. Um, and I know everybody doesn't want to listen to just me and Chase all the all the time. So this yeah. is uh, so this is uh, this is great. But thank you guys so 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 much. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you, uh, thank you guys. Yes, the professor was honored to be in your presence tonight. We're glad to have you. We're glad of all of y'all. As was the Reverend Doctor. Even me. No. Thanks a lot. <laughs> We're going to make sure we cut you out of everything, Mandy. Uh -oh. How rude. How rude. No, but seriously, uh, we'll probably have some of these guys back on, but we're going to close it right here. Uh, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to follow us on social media, keep up with all the latest news uh, and opportunities for questions, all that kind of good stuff, if you want to get mentioned on here. Uh, follow us on Instagram at HYB Podcast and on Twitter at The HYB Pod. And we will catch you guys next time. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you guys for joining us. <laughs>